listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. Just wanted to say welcome to Enjoying Album. However, pretty big week for us as two guys who are enjoying politics. Don't I date this? It'll come out in a couple of weeks from now, but a uh, big week in politics. Uh, That's right. Stavi has left Cumtown. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Shinzo Abbey has been assassinated. Yeah, the that is fucked Jap- up. No, it's it? good. He was a bad guy. So he's been shot. That's not good. What? It's not fucking good, is it? You don't think good, bad people should be shot in the back? I don't think politicians should be assassinated, man. It's a fucked up thing to say. Think so? Yeah. What about um, if if Jacob Rees-Mogg got shot in the head, you wouldn't be happy? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think we should be advocating. What type for... of gun would you think it'd be funny if a blunderbuss shot him in the head? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I like about the Shinzo Abbey thing, it, it was a homemade shotgun. Like the guy made it out of like wood and stuff. I I don't know much about Japanese politics. Was he a bad dude? So he was part of the party who refused to acknowledge the crimes that Japan committed against Korea and China during World War Two. Right. A lot of sexual enslavement, a lot of like experimenting on live subjects in the manner of Mengele and the Nazi party. Um, they were doing a lot of crazy shit. Anyway, welcome to Enjoying Album. It's a light-hearted... <laughs> A music podcast where we listen to the 500 greatest <laughs> albums of all time. This week it's LCD Sound System. See, before we started recording there, and you said, oh, I've got something fun to talk about in the intro. Did you mean the assassination of Shinzo Abe? <laughs> I just like having a good time, man, you know? Fuck. It was kind of supposed to be a joke because people would assume we were talking about Boris Johnson being kicked out of a uh, thing with Jake. But, what if I, yeah. <laughs> listen, man, you don't understand Jap- Japanese culture the way I do, Okay. Oh yeah, I forget you're a weeb. I'm a little weeb. Alright, I read I read all types of books. Yukio, Mishima, fucking Didn't the guy who created Yu Yu Gi Oh die this week yeah, as well? Big on the same day, Shinzo Abe and the guy who invented Yu Gi Oh. And I was like, someone play Monster Reborn right now and bring that cunt back to life. If it worked on the Blue Eyes White Dragon, it'll work on him. I remember you used to play Yu Gi Oh on Twitch <laughs> and it was borderline unwatchable how was it borderline unwatchable terrible game you think so yeah it's because it was so boring watching a wee guy put cards down and nobody knows what they do I mean that music that music was class awful music I would play that when I beat bosses in Dark Souls as well speaking of class music this week we're discussing LCD Sound Systems, Sound of Silver. Sound of Silver, this, talk to me. Makes me want to be assassinated podcast. by a person with a makeshift shotgun. My name is... <laughs> Shinzo If you enjoy this kind of loose uh, podcasting, then get ready for the Edinburgh Fringe. If you like loose uh, podcasting, come see two heavily scripted stand-up shows. Not scripted, that's just the nature of the form. Um, Liam Woodnell, Hot Sauce, Quarter to Eight Every Day, Monkey Barrel at Carnivore, Christopher MacArthur Boyd, Oh No, 20 Past Six Every Day, Monkey Barrel at Carnivore. Tickets available now from monkeybarrel.com or edfringe.com forward slash 
um, comedy shows. I've made that second one up. Um, or you can download <laughs> the Edinburgh Fringe shows. app. You can download the Edinburgh Fringe app and you can put our names in and uh, you can press nearby me and it will take you to our... Liam, I'm, this is some bad news for you, man. <laughs> What's up? Um, Shinzo Abbey's been brought back to life. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> He's got a big hole in his belly and people are looking through it going, I see my friend on the other side. Anyway. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, it's a good one this week, and we've ruined it with this baffling intro. Um, thank you so much, editing, for the constant hard work that you do in editing this pod. Editing, editing. Anyway, um, <laughs> in the work you do with this podcast. Um, thank you, Will McKee. Thank for you, that. Will McKee. Happy birthday in the past. Um, happy birthday in the past to you as well. <laughs> happy man. birthday in the future. <laughs> oh wow! Thanks, There's two man. things you can see when it's not someone's birthday. <laughs> That's very, that's very kind of you. Um, uh, enjoy the app, and we'll see. You. We'll catch you on the flippy dip. Um, have a good life. We chat a lot this week about Raytheon, um, about drums. Uh, yep, we talk about NF- NFTs near the end. Mm-hmm. I can only even remember the stuff near the end. Yeah, Raytheon is a big constant theme, though. The you, weapons we, industry. Yeah, you, you you won't be surprised to hear that we fucking talk about that a lot. Um, Chris Tarrant pops up uh, again. Fantastic. Um, everyone's favourite feature, Tattoo Woohoo or Tattoo Boohoo is back. Bette Midler is, has been taken off the roster due to recent She's been comments. assassinated in Japan. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, just listen to the podcast. Tell your friends. Keep telling your friends. Thank you so much. Have a great time and we'll chat to you soon. Mm-hmm. Do you know Bette Midler was ritually assassinated by a samurai on a beach, but everybody was trying to Google Bette Midler beaches and they couldn't find it. Some mad film. Anyway, enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the episode. <laughs>
jujitsu. Oh, that's cringe as well. No offense if you do jujitsu. I know some cool people who do jujitsu, but that's not what makes them cool. Yeah, but so if you're going to reference uh, martial arts in the blurb. <laughs> you think you should be a disco jujitsu practitioner of disco? That yeah. does sound cooler, actually. Thank you. Okay. You should do some. <laughs> You should do some blob stuff, man. Some PR shit. Yeah, I think I should. You do your PR for your own shows, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. Um, and I Any always... tips for anybody out there who needs to do PR for their own stuff? Um, only use uh, martial arts disciplines that you actually <laughs> um, are well practiced in. <laughs> like if you're a karate... I'm in my 12th Dan of Taekwondo stand-up, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> So LCD Sound System, they've they've come up on the podcast a few times before. Um, both ashamed to see it. Both both happy to admit, I think that we're big fans of the band mm. and this record. Uh, ashamed to say, really sorry for any playlist heads out there. Every week we do the playlist where we include one album, one song from this album, and then one song inspired by the album. We both add them to the playlist every week. Um, and I included in the very first episode Arcade Fire Funeral number 500 uh, because James Murphy produced the two albums after that Reflector I included Get Innocuous Mm. Um, and that is on this album so I feel like a real idiot because that's one of the rules you can't include a bonus track that is on one of the albums we're going to be talking about. You know, it was early days of the playlist. So we're going to let it slide. And I have no problem with more than two of this album ending up on the playlist as well. Mm. Not to tease uh, our enjoyment levels too much. But uh, Can I do a wee spoiler right now? Spoil it up. This might be my favourite album of all time. Okay. Wow. Really? Can I shock you? I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, so, had you heard of LCD Sound System <laughs> before this week? Uh, yes. Uh, I got into them originally when I was 16, I think. Mm-hmm. 17? 16. Mm, 16, 17 for sure. And uh, it was a real shock to the system. I'd never listened to dance music, uh, really, before this, except kind of big pop hits. Um, this is my first cool dance music. Didn't get it at all. Like, the first time I heard Get Innocuous, I was like, I, I don't understand what the different parts of the song are. The same way when you were listening to Black Flag and you were like, I don't understand what this is. <laughs> I just didn't understand the vocabulary of, like, the I'm not sure like, if that was Chicago my House. review of Black Flag was, I don't understand this. You were saying, you, 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 that's what it was, one of the things you said. You can go back and listen <laughs> in your own time and see if you agree with yourself in the past. <laughs> um, I remember you saying that. Don't call me a liar. You're a liar. Uh, but, um, yeah, but then, but I like the stuff like um, New York, I Love You, because it's a more kind of traditional sound mm. thing. And then very slowly I'd listen to this over and over again. And now every one of the songs, I think. Trying to pinpoint my first uh, LCD moment is difficult, actually, because I've got a few lasting, um, I mean, there, there used to be, uh, NME used to have a mm-hmm. music video, a music station on television. Oh, yeah. They sure did. Kind of uh, replaced MTV2, in my opinion. Yeah, and so that, I remember seeing North American, no, no, no uh, Daft Punk is playing at my house on that. Mm. Uh, but is that from the third album? That's a song I knew. I don't know where, because I didn't play FIFA. Do you know what I mean? It was I just FIFA heard that on wasn't it? Yeah. TV. So I knew that it was banned. It was like, bow, down, down, 
and and which album down. is that from? Is that from the first? That's or? from the first one, yeah. Right. So I I I suspect that was the first one I heard of theirs. But then I also remember, and this is true, I, uh, the Universal by Blur and All My Friends by OCD Sound System in the same year were used as like closing montage music for big sports events. Mm-hmm. So I think All My Friends was was played over. Um, the FA Cup final, like right. mon- montage thing, or, or something as well. Um, and New York, I love you, uh, but you let me down. Was was used as the um, final song in season two of Skins. Wow! Um, when Nicholas Holt moved to New York, um, at, that was his ending, uh, the end of his like character arc. Um, I haven't watched it since then, so maybe got slightly wrong, but yeah. Okay, cool. That's interesting because um, Get Innocuous from this record was actually used in the series finale of Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, just the same. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool show as well, wasn't it? We were going into school and everyone was dressed up like Raymond and going into new Raymond's parties. That was, that, was, that was the cool thing about it was that like everybody at my school was like Raymond, but I was like, no, I'm Robert, man, you know, so I kind of stood out. Yeah, because uh, everybody loves Raymond, but no one Robert taught me how it would be weird. He taught me it was okay to be weird. Uh, I have to say, we have not discussed it before, but there was a, a lot of music in Skins that um, I got into at the time. I remember they had an amazing Crystal Castles song. Mm-hmm. Did you like them, Crystal Castles? Uh, I liked the woman. I didn't like the guy who you know, sexually abused the woman. What? Yeah. So she just put a, she put a solo record out last year, and it was her first solo record ever because... She's been in the courts. The oh guy from Crystal Castles and her had a pretty abusive relationship. From oh, God, that's dreadful. Direction. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I was big into my new rave. Uh-huh. Um, went to see Hadouken on my 18th birthday. Do you remember them? Um, that was just before me, you know? Mm, okay. That was just before me. My and sister does, liked her. Does it right? offend you? Yeah. Was My, uh... my si- I have some of my sister's vinyl behind me. Yeah. And uh, I have a does it offend you? Yeah, seven inch in there. Really? Yeah. Named it's named after a line from the office. I think so. Yeah. That's what. Taste icicles. Yeah. Uh, Taste icicles. We've spoken about Devonte Hines before as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but any, anyway. I'll tell you what. I never watched Skins because I was just that wee bit too young for it. All my friends watched it, but I thought I don't like popular stuff. I won't dig it. But I do mm. remember um, Stress by Justice and House of Jealous Lovers by The Rapture, which are both mm. kind of like indie dance punk yep uh they were in the misfits which was like kind of oh okay that supernatural version which of i things. never i never watched that either that was i was a bit this is I our generation over gap, it but then know? that's the big difference between us it's funny because i had um this album on my one of the first albums that i bought on itunes was uh was this album um along with genesis by justice oh, is it genesis wow. the, with the cross on the front yeah it's justice on the list. It should, that album fucking should be. That's class. We've talked about this because I remember just, I talked about how much I love that sound. Just that to update our listeners, no, we haven't started paying for music licensing. <laughs> we made those noises ourselves. <laughs> I love because we spoke about that song because I have definitely talked about how I love the bit and that goes that cum noise. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Who's got who had their timer set to um, four minutes for a first reference of cum? Knock it off. <laughs> Tick it off. There we go. 
Um, so yeah, that should be on the fucking. So this whole, I mean, this is for me again. This is like a sort of formative musical album, you know. Um, this is. You know, I, I had been listening to your, like I'd mentioned like, so many times, so you already had this message, Jordan Reasons, et cetera, et cetera. And, but then this came out and... Neon, there. Ne- Neon Bible was around the oh, s- yeah. same same time as well. So this was me getting, oh, this is the kind of shit that I dig yeah. that people, other people I don't know dig. Do you hear the first song, Abbott and Agents? Yes. Okay, I was in Burger King and I got a Mew, Kids Mew. Mm. And the drink came with a free download. One free MP3. My first MP3 legal yep. download. And I, I mean, that's a big moment for a boy to pick his destiny. Mm. I went home, got my wee code, went on iTunes. Queens of the Stone Age, no one knows. That's what I went with for first song ever. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not great. Not too- but not bad. Actually, and, yeah, one of the best rock songs of the noughties. Um, what did you have in Burger King? Uh, knowing me at the time, I would probably say it was... What type of chicken? They had chicken fries there for a while, but... Um... I've seen them advertised recently, the old Burger King chicken yeah. fries. Burger King, probably my lowest rated of the fast food outlets, I have to say. Good chips. Yeah, I would go. Uh, I would go Maccas and and KFC over BK any day of the week. To be honest, uh-huh. I would say the first time I heard this album, uh... <laughs> we can't deviate all of a sudden. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This this album deserves respect. Yeah, I remember being at uh, the ABC nightclub, which has since burned down, mm. uh, which is always a very depressing thing in your life when. It's very quite common in Glasgow, but when you go, yeah, when, oh, that place I used to spend my teens, it's been on fire and it's just ashes, rubble, woods, wood, lumber sticking out the ground like bones sticking out from the rib cage of a fucking ran over dog. So I can't talk about Burger King, but you can. I can talk about these clubs that have been on fire. Southern Gothic esque. <laughs> monologues about decomposing animal carcasses as a metaphor for the abc o2 academy nightclub yes yes um yeah no yeah so i, I remember being in there and th- when i was a teenager and this and all my friends was playing really um, i mean it's a that's a bold nightclub choice end of the night maybe it was close to the end yeah. it was right and maybe a bit of a remix you know I uh, I use Get Innocuous as my walk-in music for doing French shows sometimes. Oh yeah, that's great. I understand that. Um, I've uh, and of course we spoke before about how I saw um, LCD Sound System at Tea in the Park. Uh, stood next to Maxi Jazz of Faithless, and we did a whole funny bit on the podcast about I can't get no sleep. I and, can't uh, get some sleep. Yeah, I've been sleeping very well <laughs> recently after taking vitamin D supplements. Um, as long as I turn the light off on my phone, bring the brightness down. <laughs> I try to put my phone in another room, and then if someone texts me, I can't hear it. I wake up tomorrow and I look at it, but I'm gonna try and get to sleep early. I stopped drinking coffee past <laughs> five p.m. If I have a long black at six, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get no sleep. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, yeah, Tinder Park, and they were up against Red Hot Chili Peppers, and nobody really came to see LCD Sound System. Is but that since... not say everything you need to say about Tea in the Park? God rest its soul. Mm. Currently reincarnated as Transmit, which has its own identity problems, let's face it. But Tea in the mm. Park, it was not Nobody was there because they loved music. Because if you really loved music... You would be no offense to Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. I'm a, you know, I'm looking forward to them being on this list so that we can try. I can give them a reappraisal. Mm. But um, you know, LCD Sound System, best band of the last twenty years. I thought at the time probably, um, and then just you you showed me a picture of it. Describe the picture. Well, si- since we last spoke about it, so, uh, I've discovered that their whole set from that night has been uploaded onto YouTube. Mm. Um, and just to say, despite the small crowds, um, the set and the sound quality and the videography of the gig is really phenomenal. And if you want to watch a live LCD sound system set, it's probably one of the best on there, as is mentioned many times in the below comments. Um, lots of people praising the uh, the sound quality and uh, the, the the set choice, and lots of people saying, "Why is nobody there?" Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty. Yeah, you can see me. I sent you a, a picture of. Uh, you can see you in it. So that that picture I sent you on WhatsApp earlier, I oh. put a green circle around where me and Maxi Jazza stood. Oh, I um, thought you were just ha- being weird. I didn't know where you. I, I've only thing. listened to it. Um, I, I might watch it later and see if I, you can actually see a better shot of me. Oh my um, god. So you can see... The it's point just was, you and Maxi next to our barrier, next to the photographers. Well, yeah, Lauren's, Lauren's next to me as well. But, oh. um, yeah, there's the three of us stood there. And that, the point was <laughs> that I could show you how close we were. We're basically right on the stage, right? It's cool that you were that close to a great set, but it's literally just you, your wife, yeah, and Maxi Jazz from Faithless. Yeah, yeah. Where's the rest of Faithless? They we just, I'll leave Maxi to it. We like Probably. to get some sleep at this time. <laughs> You know what he's like. We're going back uh, to the tent, boys. Uh, <laughs> um, which brings us neatly to this week's YouTube comment of the week. YouTube comment of the week. Um, okay, I've went through the 214 comments looking for the cute girl in the title photo who I read a few years ago saying, this is me. So, like, the thumbnail of the gig is, like, a girl with, like, a glow-in-the-dark, like, face paint on, like, looking happy and, like, dancing, who at some point, obviously, has commented, that's me, and then presumably deleted that comment after fucking creeps went, hey, how you doing? That's you. This is me. Um, But, yeah, to openly admit that, That is what zero pussy does to a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) That is what zero pussy does with it. Uh, um, oh, I, we see we have skipped for the first time ever, potentially. We skipped hmm. Secret Posh Show. Almost no, as not. if we're too afraid. No, to... no, 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 oh. no, no. We've not skipped anything. We're just still catching up about our background with the band. Oh, okay, yeah. Shit. Sure, don't man. worry. And, and, and also, I wanted to talk uh, in regards to YouTube comment of the week. I saw an amazing tweet, mm-hmm. which, I, I, I mean, having scanned the YouTube comment sections once a week for the last 20 or so weeks for yeah. this feature, yeah. it rang so true. And that is, there are only three types of boomer rock comments. <laughs> a, all, all in capitals, love from Argentina. <laughs> B, I'm six, but this is awesome. <laughs> Spelt wrong. Yeah. And then C, 
Love this song. My son Henry was killed in a horrific highway accident <laughs> off 101 on July the 9th, 1987. <laughs> and there are so many comments yeah. like that on yeah. uh, just generally, my wife just passed away and this was her favourite song. She fell off a tall building. And mm. it's like, it's it's hard to dig through the, all those sad it's, comments yeah, to find mate, a funny one every... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My wife used to say yeah when I used to ask her if she wants a cup of tea. One day she choked on her tea and now she's dead. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can't wait for next week. (laughs) Yes, Usher, Usher's next week. Um, Okay, let's do it. Secret Pie Show. Secret Pie Show, Secret Secret Pie Show. You do it fast enough, you're like, nice job, got your money, you got that bro. Secret Pie Show. So James Murphy of LCD Sound System, aka is LCD Sound System, um, does keep his cards very close to his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't reveal much in interviews about his, his background, upbringing, etc. Um, so there isn't much to dig into this week. I, I was tell scared you, this week after the arcade fire incident. I can tell you this much. Um, raised in Princeton, New Jersey. Mm. Um, went to NYU, studied writing. Um so I think we're looking at pretty middle class upbringing. But what's this? Princeton. His father, his father, was a uh, accountant for weapons manufacturer Raytheon. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. No. Secret partial. So yeah. It's been I a think... while since we've had a legit. Oh, they're dead. Does the books for a missiles manufacturer week? This is a Nick yeah. Crow Mitski type shit, as far as I'm concerned. See, if your family is directly associated with murdering people, yeah, I'm not into it. Yeah, I know. Hot it's, a ba- it's a bad one. And that took some digging, do you know what I mean? Now, I actually, he said in one interview uh, that he was uh, his dad was an accountant, and there was another Rolling Stone article, I think, about, um, he said, said his dad worked for... Raytheon didn't say what Raytheon was, but obviously <laughs> I'm aware because I've watched fucking Adam Curtis documentaries. So, um, what did they say about Raytheon in Adam Curtis documentaries? Raytheon, one of the <laughs> largest, one of the largest weapons manufacturers in the West, has done untold damage to the Middle East. To understand why, you need to read uh, the Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> Charles Dickens was paid by the word. <laughs> that is why his books was so long. <laughs> to really understand this, you have to go back to the prehistoric age. <laughs> a caveman. What's Saddam Hussein? <laughs> Classic. Um, so, yeah, so... This was just uh, a fantasy. And then, something strange happened. Uh, i tell you what's strange, what, what did happen that was strange. Um, so, James Murphy, he came out of uh, NYU. He was a... English graduate. Yeah, yeah. How fucked up is it? Before we do, I just realised this. How is your dad building missiles and then you call your record label Death From Above Records? Are you kidding on? Yeah, well, maybe that's it. Maybe he's uh, rebellious, you know? He's, not... no, he's trying to make his dad love him. It's like, I'm killing people as well, dad. Yeah. Well, um, He left university and was offered a job writing on Seinfeld um, and at 22. Doesn't um, just when it working class just, good boys, does it? Just when it was starting out, um, and uh, and he turned it down because he didn't think it was going to be a good show. Just goes to show, 
not the tastemaker at that point in time. One thing I'll, do you know, this is something, I remember being a teenager and I would hear stories like that and I would hear, I'd imagine what we're going to talk about, which is that like, you know, he was in a lot of like kind of unknown shite mm-hmm. indie rock groups. Mm-hmm. And then in my mind, when I was a teenager reading this, I was like, oh, and then he was like middle-aged and he just got his shit together. And he came up with this unique band that was like ironic and it was knowing, but it was sincere and it was powerful. But then I'm like, oh, he was 32 when he started this? Yeah. That's not middle-aged. I mean, that's the age I was when I started this podcast. Yeah. I mean, and this has been very much new LCD sound system. Do you know what I mean? People are creaming their jeans so, about it and we're touring absolutely. America. Absolutely. I'm going to gig to two people at Tierna Park. Um... <laughs> Our live show is going to be a sparsely attended. <laughs> well, if we don't get the fucking dates, well, the dates have been in the post for three weeks. Yeah, well, there's a fucking raw mail strike on, isn't there? That's true. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like that's you're 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 essentially you've you've nailed it. It went from sort of uh, helping small indie band to small indie band. He was a, an engineer at different mm. studios, and he started up um, Death from Above Records. Now, I saw that and I was like, oh, Death From Above. But it's just a coincidence that there's the other band called Death From Above. 1979. Who who then had to add the words 1979 to their name because Mm -hmm. um, cool James Murphy was going to drop one of his dad's fucking (laughs) drone strike bombs on them for having the same name. I can't believe Death From Above Records was going to do a Death From Above or Death From Above 1997. That's so fucked up. 1979. Um. Uh. Did you do, do you like that CSS song? Let's make love and listen to death from above. Do you think that is referencing the band or James Murphy's record label? Given that it was that kind of new rave stuff, mm. I'd imagine it would be the dance record label that yeah. had just came. But cool though, isn't it? Great I mean, song. The love other CSS. band was like pretty cool. They were both kind of pitchfork darlings, you know. So I yeah. don't know. CSS. They're of. They're not on the list. They're, you know. They're a. They're never, never big enough, and never with a strong enough album. How but cool I do is like it? them. I do think that they're cool. I think Kansas de so sexy is what it stands for, CSS, which is Spanish for um, "I'm so tired of being sexy," which is a Beyonce <laughs> quote. But it's definitely a reference to the alarms, isn't it? That's what I've I mean, always thought. Do you know when you see an alarm outside the building that's blue, and it will mm. say CSS on it, and it'll go. Doo, doo. I thought because they were a dance band, they named themselves after alarms. No, they're like Brazilian or something, aren't oh, they? Shit, so man. I, thought was, I thought they were named after a, a British alarm a British company. alarm brand. Mm, shit, no, it's, it's Kansas City, this is sexy. I'm so okay. tired of being sexy. It's a Beyonce quote, um, which is alarming, but it is not an alarms brand. Um, and the guy, the girl from CSS used to used to date, or maybe was engaged to the lead singer of the Claxons, I think. It's a very new rave love new story. New rave was so incestuous, man. Yeah. Um, so it would make sense that see when you're in that much death meow, from meow. above. Uh, yes. <laughs> you were a little bit off there as well. MCAT was a few years later, um, but uh, yeah. So I think probably death from above. The reference in that song is is James Murphy's death from above. That makes sense. So James Murphy that re- released um, losing my edge um, himself, which is uh, we've spoken about that on song his record label death from above, which was with Tim Goldsworth. Yeah. And we we've spoken about that song before because it's um, one of your big sources of uh, like the reason that you know bands that are more obscure on this list, yeah. Um, because it's like a long, it's it's kind of it's a bit like a 
what's that um scroobius pip um song um can tell you man his main song yeah I don't, i've never listened to any scroobius pip i listen to his podcast it's good to put never listen to his music you must you must know radiohead just a band the smiths just a band next big thing just about you must know that how has that bypassed you? You're a music nerd. That's like it was a huge song. I was an American music nerd. That thing, really. I find that re- really bizarre. You should listen to that song because it's of a similar vein. Mm. It's like a sort of. Uh, I mean, it's it's like a semi-ironic spoken word guy talking over, um, like a, a an electric beat. Do you want to hear about loads of, and making those like musical references? That sounds good. I found uh, an interview between. Do you know the? Do you know there's two dance producers? One of them's like a legendary house guy called Todd Terry, and then there's like another guy called Todd Terje. Yeah, I love is, Todd Terje. Yeah, he did like Inspector Mor- Inspector Norse. Yeah. Whoa! Uh, this is a great interview. Yeah, it's like that. I would like to put that on the playlist at some point. Not today. Bonus choice. Mm-mm. Um. There's a great interview on Todd Terje's website, which is an interview with... It's called Terje Asks Smart People Stupid Questions. And he asks James Murphy, how do you get your drums to sound the way they do? Do you want to hear the response? Yes. Okay, it's long. For some DFA drums. It's simple, but not so simple. Finally. Firstly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, finally. You're like, this is really long. Anyway, to wrap things up... (laughs) (coughs) Okay, it's simple, but not so simple. Firstly, I like to deaden the room quite a bit. I put blankets up on the walls and stuff, and maybe something blocking the drums from the rest of the room with a big duvet on it to make the reflections less. Then, listen standing in front of the drums when someone's playing. Is there a lot of low mid-range? If so, put something like a plush chair near the kit. Then I like to make a kick drum hut. My favourite thing to do, put a piano bench right in front of the kick. That way I can keep the mic on the kick outside the drum while still getting less bleed. Then take the bottom heads off the toms and deaden them with some fabric gaffers tape and small squares of neoprene mouse pads so they go thud instead of bang. For mics, I like to use nice, nice, nice mics. Me, kick and snare are Newman TLM 193s and it just goes on like that. And I love hearing people talk passionately about things I know fucking nothing about. Yeah, so this attention to detail is like a real like hallmark of uh, LCD's like uh, recording and and their success, I would say. And that was pretty notable early on. Like he, uh, the, like he's an engineer, and when you see him live, like he often is going between the band whilst they're playing and like adjusting stuff. Like just, you know, his... which is pretty rude to them. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, well, he's not adjusting their, you know, he's adjusting their amps and stuff like that, like, yeah. like a roadie would do if he doesn't sound right. Yeah. Um, he said he thinks that uh, the gig should sound the same on stage as it does in the audience. So oh. no After Effects or anything like that and no mm-hmm. samples, uh, you know, he wants it to, to be there. He, he also said that... Um, the thing with modern music is there's so much of it that it's just so much crap that's just badly produced and just sounds terrible. And the good thing about 40 years ago was there was less music, so it was easier to find stuff that sounded really good. Um, and that this project really was, the, the idea was to show how music should sound and uh, and how bad a lot of other music was being produced, mm. um, which, you know, for better or worse, I guess is fairly achieved because it does all sound good. Um, and so in terms of 
you know, recording drums. That is relevant for this record. Um, he said after their first album that he listened back and he thought it sounded too woody. Mm. So he... Uh, In the recording studio. Yeah, wall- wallpapered um, the same recording studio with tinfoil um in order to get to get rid of the woody sound and make it sound more silver hence sound of silver that's a great way of naming it i was i was reading on reddit right i was on the lcd sound system reddit where i am a redditor my mod red red dit red dit.com mm. uh it's one for the real heads and uh i was uh this guy was like yeah his, his band his, his album was called sound of silver because like he realised, like, when he had a kid, like, he realised, like, he came second, so it's, like, he's in second place, so it's, like, the sound of, like, putting yourself behind someone. And then I looked at it, and that guy was just talking shit, but that also well, makes sense. He's not talking shit, because that is uh, something oh, that James Murphy did say as well. He oh, said um, he said that his dad used to say to him uh-huh. that um, having a child is like having a permanent silver medal because that you, you become second place. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole record is about ageing. Yeah, um, and it must so, have been hard to be second place to a guy who was uh, doing the books for a bomb company. Yes, <laughs> bomb missiles, surface to air. I think Raytheon do do some other non-bomb stuff. Just, like to, what? just to be clear, name uh, some non-bomb <laughs> shit they do. Bear traps, um, <laughs> yo, guns, <laughs> microwave lasers that blow up insurgents. Superheat people's insides till blood gushes out their fucking pores. But you do get, I know, you get some companies who do like three sort of disparate things really well. Like, mm. you know, Casio do like watches and heart monitors or something, and keyboards. you know? A yeah. lot of Casios on this. Raytheon Technologies puts the power behind the plane and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, they there build jet fighters and space stations. Oh, it's good they have a diversity, equity, and inclusion module on the website, so that's good. Every type of person from Absolutely. all walks of life. We do not discriminate on who we drop bombs on. <laughs> or who's dropping them. <laughs> I hope that people in different countries are like, do you know, I really hope it is a woman flying this jet plane that's going to set my house on fire and all my kids. Mm, so progressive. Um, but hey... Whilst it may be James Murphy who was responsible for the uh, the general composition of the first three, at least, um, LCD Sound System uh, albums, um, he does bring a live band with him mm-hmm. who are relevant, I think, uh, because they've got other strings to their bows as well. So we've got Al Doyle, who does the synths, yeah. um, who's in Hot Chip. He's not actually on this record, but he did play live touring it, and he was brought on. Mm. Yeah. I was listening to an interview with him last night. It was a whole radio show with Al Doyle, and it was this woman interviewing him about this album. And he was saying that as soon as he heard uh, Get Innocuous with that bass line, he was like, oh, I see what you're doing. It's like the, the Kraftwerk song, mm. The Robots. And James Murphy was like, that is like, what? Like, it's a different, it's like a different synth. How is it the same? It's like a different keyboard. And he was like, oh, it just sounds the same. He was like, it's not the same. So he doesn't think that it's a rip-off of that song. Oh, okay. So it was a, a blossoming friendship from the start, from the sound of things. Um, <laughs> Hot Chip, great band as well. Incredible band. I'm, I've probably listened to the song Ready for the Floor more than any other song. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now. Bum, ba, dum, 
See that kind of nonsense lyric of instead of carving up the wall, why don't you do me? Why don't you open up me for I am? I mean, that just makes no, that's just poetry, but it makes total sense. How many times have you been in a nightclub just carving up the wall when you should have been opening up me tall? I love Joe Goddard as well. Whenever I see something, something. Joe Goddard remix. I'm like, oh, this is gonna fucking bang. Spicy. Yeah, he's a he's a legend. Um, you also got Tyler Pope, um, who uh, records with LCD, and is also in the band. Do you know the band Chick Chick Chick? Oh yeah. The three exclamation marks. I think they're called. Apparently, that's how it's pronounced. That's. But right, I'm not saying that. I think that's a bit of a wanks move, to be honest. Given an unpronounceable name to your band we called the podcast enjoy an album because no what? there's no reason actually no, um, to enjoy albums what are yeah you about? shut up other people uh so yeah you got nancy uh, wang from uh the wan mclean yeah you showed me a picture of her um from your record that you have of her the other day right <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that I have the record, which is also on the playlist, uh, a space called, a place called Space, um, which has Nancy Wang. And if you want to see something really cool, buy the record and then open up. What's that called? The the inner sleeve? The gate gate sleeve? Gatefold? The, the gatefold. The gatefold. Yeah. Not the inner yeah, sleeve. Yeah, there's a, a pair of uh, titties. She's got her dead set, man. It's wild. Very artistic, very cool. I like it. Yeah, so after the um, record last week, uh, Chris showed me this and then he sort of like paraded the breasts over his own torso as if they were his <laughs> and kept saying... I wanted you to give me feedback on what it would look like if I got them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was very supportive. Yeah, it looked good. Um, have you heard 4533, the 45-minute um, the sort of mini-album that LCD made for Nike? This is kind of a banger move. Nike basically said, can you write a long piece of music that's the perfect soundtrack to a jog? And then they marketed it as, this is like perfect, this follows the ups and downs and the overall curve of a proper jog like the warm-up and then like going and then calming down and stuff and that's bullshit it doesn't do any of that it's just a long it's just like 10 songs put together big piece it's good i've listened to it a couple of times yeah it is good um it has stuff from this album in it someone Uh, great crops up without any words yeah it's great so so yeah, he was offered it and said, yeah, I just lied to them and said that I would do that, but I just wanted to make a long 45-minute song like one of my heroes, Manuel Gotching, who was like a Krautrock guitarist and composer. See, I want to uh, listen to that. I've never listened to that. That sounds cool. Well, Gotching uh, listened to this and said, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine making a big tribute like that to someone oh. and listening to it. Oh, this isn't good. James Murphy. Poor fella. That's one God of my... Bless. That's just one of my nightmares. Yeah, and it's happened to you loads. Dude, You're I, always embarrassing yourself in front of your heroes. In front of my Kraut Rock heroes, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen, this is not on this album either, but there's no other LCD, so no other time to talk about this. Uh, have you seen the video to Oh Baby from American Dream? Oh the fourth Baby, album? 
be good to me. I've not seen the video, I don't think, actually. Stars Sissy Spacek, who we previously spoke about, uh, who played Loretta Lynn in The Coal Miner's Daughter. Wow. It's a great, it's an amazing video. It's directed by Rian Johnson. Oh, um, I like him. Who ruined Star Wars! Um, Last week, I kept, when we were doing the Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain episode, I, t- I kept typing in Crooked Rian, Crooked Rian. <laughs> Which is what Star thought- Trek fans call him. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a great video. It's um, it's really it's really beautiful. Actually, um, I would highly recommend um, um, watching that. That was full of comments of my brother died. Um, it's a very sad video. And it's, that recently, yeah, it's people's brothers cool. are dying. I know it was like four. That's four or five years ago at this point, isn't it? Really. But people still comment on old videos to mm-hmm. say that stuff, man. Yeah. I thought it would just be too soon. You know, it's like oh. I guess a lot of brothers have died in the last five years, you know, but... Listen, grief is, uh, it manifests itself in many different ways. Grief is a many-feathered thing, a crow that flies in your have face. Have you read that book, Grief is the Thing with Feathers? It's great. I've got H is for Hawk, which is kind of the same type of book, isn't it? Someone dies and you get a bird. Yeah, but it's uh, it's like a poem with it, like illustrations, the whole book. Oh. It's, um, it's like a long poem. Oh. It's a really beautiful book. I'd recommend it. What is grief but love persisting? Oh. That was actually a good line in WandaVision. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, shall we discuss some of the uh, markings upon the skin of, uh, of Mr. Murphy? Okay. So I came up with a cool thing to do this week. Do you know how I've been doing? Sometimes I do. And by the way, why did I not do a tattoo woohoo in the style of the Pet Shop Boys? That would have been great. So I think maybe we can just cut to what you've recorded here. And that can be the intro. Tattoo I woohoo, but you're booing my hoo. Tattoo I woohoo, but you're booing my hoo. We will Google image search, and then we will choose. Tattoo I woohoo, but you're booing my hoo. Tattoo, I woo, but you're booing my hoo. Beautiful. Um, I'm hoping to see that as a regular jingle feature um, because that was really great. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. You looked shocked. Oh, he's being sincere. Um, what what tattoos does James Murphy have? Uh, so I know these ones because I had loads of posters of James Murphy on my bedroom wall when i was a teenager wow uh like loads that's cool i wanted to be him so badly um and he has these cool tattoos well he has these tattoos not saying if they're a woohoo or a boohoo yet uh but he has these tattoos on his wrists and it's Mm. the midi input and output so it's like a cable that goes from a synthesizer to like a sampler and it's Mm. the the unique uh prong uh, logo it's like getting a usb port but you know cooler yeah and it's in the exact same place when uh the guy from beirut has a as uh in that same place he has a a, a sort of a trumpet um <coughs> tattooed 
across his two wrists, and when you put them together, it makes the full trumpet, which I think is cool. Uh, but you laughed at. It's not cool. It sucks. <laughs> I think it's cool. I like it. A trumpet um, on his wrist that joins up. You may as well have a mustache and then say to your pointing finger, you fucking NME 2003 creep. I mean, he literally plays the trumpet. Yeah. In a, in a touring world pop band. And I use a microphone when I'm on stage. I don't have a fucking uh, microphone going across my wrists. So why is James Murphy's... Because uh, that's called? like hidden. It's like, if you don't know what a MIDI is, and 99% of people in this godforsaken rock they call Planet Earth don't know what a MIDI controller is. I barely know, and I do know. You know what I mean? It's cool, it's like hidden, but he's like... I, I, I think they're both woohoos, personally. The moustache on the inside of the finger, that's a boohoo. Boohoo to Beirut. That's a tattoo Beirut. And a woohoo to LCD who system. For sure. Um, Edinburgh-based um, DJ duo Kitchen Disco... Mm-hmm. Uh, who I've met and worked with a bunch of times over the last few Edinburgh festivals, <coughs> um, have matching LCD sound system tattoos. They have a sort of a cool "All My Friends" it says on on both. There, they're also a married couple, um, and they're very cool. And uh, in fact, you've met them because they remember we both did individual radio shows in the 2019 Edinburgh Festival. They would have booked you for that. I was so hungover. I stayed mm. up all night. With all my friends. I was with someone great that night, you know. It was us versus them. I was getting innocuous, man. I was having... <laughs> I was hearing that sound of silver in my ears. All yeah. night long, baby. Two hours sleep. The radio station was an hour away from my accommodation. I had to walk it. That was the worst Knowing where you were life. staying and where the radio station was, I know that's not true. I got lost. Yeah. So take that. It's uh, it's it's it was a. Oh, it was hole. It's in the same. It'd be like a twenty minute walk, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. Close. I got really lost. Um. Anyway, so that's I'm gonna call that. I think ma- matching couple tattoo. We're not doing tattoo woohoo for people we've met in real life. That's so cruel. Um. No, I'm just. Talking, well, I am. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna say I think it's cool. So what's, okay. what's the beef? Um, I'll give them I a woohoo. Too. Matching couple tattoos is a fine line. C'est dangereux. Um, but uh, but part uh, my French. But I think it's cool. They're both into their music. That's like how they're. That's like their big thing together. And it's like LCD sound system, and it just says all my friends. Mm. That's a woohoo from see me. that line in that. There's so many good lines in this album. But see the line on all my friends, where it's like uh, it falls apart the way it does in bad films. It's just so evocative. Mm. Speaks to me so clearly. Because you like bad films. Well, I love bad films. <laughs> I love Nicolas Cage. But, like, do you know when your life is going wrong? It does feel like a cliche a lot of the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's let's get into the let's oh. get into the album. So we can start with All My Friends, which oh. really, on a, on an album that is stacked with brilliant songs, still manages to stand head and shoulders above everything else. Yeah. Um, Pitchfork listed it as the second best song of the 2010s mm-hmm. number one was bombs over baghdad so both in a way tributes to raytheon take that number three was paper planes i think um which again is uh 
Yeah, that was the theme. Well, then that was the theme of the tens, wasn't it? Um, so we were living in a post nine eleven world. Yeah. Well, the bombs over Baghdad <coughs> actually came out before. Um, came out in two thousand, I think. Really? Yeah, I think. Who re- who sang that? Outcast. Oh my god. <coughs> How did they know that bombs were going to get dropped over Baghdad? Baghdad very soon. Uh, ba- well, um, the the Gulf Baghdad. War. Oh yeah. Um, that was before. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. I'm sure I'll find out if I am from one of our enthusiastic listeners. Um, <laughs> one of our big Raytheon heads out there. <laughs> um, yeah, all my friends, it's seven minutes long. I remember Stuart McPherson has drunkenly tweeted before that he, think it, he thinks it's the, the best song of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuart McPherson, friend of the pod, enemy of us in real life. Um, and I am inclined to maybe nearly agree with that um, I'd say it's my top 10 best songs ever I love it makes me feel insane emotions it's about when you're on tour and you're missing out well it's about aging to an extent but then it's also about being on tour in Europe you're in the middle of France hmm. and uh, I don't know if you agree but definitely I feel like I've sacrificed a big aspect to my friendships real life friendships to and it's it's horrible when you are in a place that sucks, and you're, you're one of your best friend's birthdays, and you're like, "No, I'm in Portsmouth this weekend. Sorry, uh, I can't go." Group chats popping off, and group chats popping, and there are Instagram stories. They're posting having a great time, and there you are in some fucking shitty hotel in Blackpool. You're in the budget Ibis in Portsmouth, and if you're worried about the weather. Well, then you chose the wrong place to stay. And I love the repetitive, insistent piano line. I really want to learn how to play that on piano. It seems easy, um, but so I'm two trying. things to say about that. It's been, uh, it was uh, it was called, uh, early, early reviewers sort of said it was Steve Reich inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever heard any Steve Reich? It's well, like sort of... That David Bowie song I put on the playlist was the Steve Reich Hello remix because it included loads of clapping. Yeah. Um, and Steve Reich used to do experimental music that was minimalistic yeah. clapping music. So That's right, yeah. So I listened to a bit of that and there's some fucking really cool music there. Uh, but when asked about that, he said he was a fan, but it wasn't a direct tribute. It was more a tribute to Transmission by Joy Division because it has that same thing of just a repetitive transmission as dance, 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 dance to the radio. Kind of a basic-ish song structure, but it just grows and grows with the use of like lyrics and other stuff coming in and the style of singing. So yeah, it's his attempt to do Transmission by Joy Division. When I was listening to that interview with... Al Doyle, he was saying that James Murphy said this song was too poppy, and he was like, "James, it doesn't have a chorus, man. <laughs> it doesn't have a or, chorus, and it only verses. has two chords." You <laughs> say you say the name of the song once yeah. at the very end, and then it explodes. Yeah, we're our friends tonight. Yeah, I mean it's uh, powerful stuff. So yeah, as like, a deeply just... lonely person who misses his friends and worries that everybody hates him, it's something of a personal anthem. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, there's lo- I mean, but... someone great, and that are kind of the fucking heart of the record. People say, 
Yeah, so someone great, as we sort of flirted with mentioning earlier, is like uh, supposedly, although never confirmed, a tribute to uh, philosopher George Kamen. Um The album is actually dedicated to that um, and was is suspected to be James Murphy's um, therapist, although, again, he never confirmed that. Uh, he was like a sort of innovator in group therapy. Um, How much more York. of a New York wank could you be than to write a number one album about your therapist? That's total Woody Allen jack-off behaviour. Yeah. Just uh, to go to therapy is embarrassing enough. No offence to anybody who does it. I've done it myself. Mm. Uh, and you do feel pretty fresh, you know, coming out your session. But it's kind of like, okay, you're from New York, man, I get it. You don't need to write oh, another disco song f- about your therapist. Therapy discourse in general fucking drives me crazy. In what sense? Oh, remember Balloon Guy? The guy <laughs> posting the picture, the balloon saying, uh, fuck nudes, send me receipts that you're going to your therapist. I want to know that you're working on yourself. It's like, oh my God, you fucking smug cunt. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. You see so many comics now going, my therapist said this. Well done. You might as well go on in a fucking pair of jeans made of money, you fuck. I, I, I had a line about my therapist. <laughs> Did you hear my new therapist line? Everybody does! Everybody it? does! Mainstream. My therapist is the new... My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> uh, my therapist. <laughs> in uh, ten years, people will talk about my therapist jokes the way they do mother-in-law jokes. Anyway... So, um, so someone great um, is is reportedly about them. There's a lyric I want to talk about in the the song "Watch the Tapes." Read all the pamphlets and watch the tapes. So I learned something new yesterday about this song. Um, you know, there's I a lyric that says, this week. "We're both high on lemon sips. We're all sucked in by." And what do you think the next word is? Oh. Uh, wooden tips by parlor tricks parlor tricks yeah parlor tricks i thought and there's a reason i thought this i thought he was saying parlor tricks oh. okay as like a funny like he's insisting because, on it or something well have you ever seen um the supercut of uh pitbull saying parlor tricks this is so funny man you have to watch this what is this? this is like so, whenever Pitbull is interviewed, if the word politics comes up at all, mm-hmm. he goes, yeah, I mean, that's just politics, or as I like to call it, politics. And he says it very sincerely, as if someone's made a supercut mm-hmm. of every time he says that wow. in an interview. I need to check it out. That sounds really up my street. Based Pitbull. Where's Pitbull going to be on the list? Uh, he won't be on it because it's uh, because of the bloody Rolling Stone politics, yes. or should I say, politics? Yeah. <laughs> the thing about politics is... It's more like politics. Mm. Uh, so I thought that that was a sort of little joke from James Murphy, but <laughs> actually saying politics, uh-huh. which makes much more sense. Oh yeah, there was a few. Uh, there's loads of lyrics on this record where I was like, "Oh, that's what he's saying." Especially on getting Oculus, which I've never really like understood the words to. Because see, when he's like. Except Saturday, crushed by the boring, until played, and plagued again by the tourists. I thought it was always plagued again by the Tories, and I'm like, why is he talking about Tories, man? It's cunts for New York. <laughs> in like 2005, 2005 power. Yeah. 
plague. But I thought it was like a reference to like the Whigs and the Tories, you know, like a pure kind of fucking like nineteen hundreds uh, mm. shit. But it's not. Wouldn't put it beyond him. I would. Wouldn't put it beyond him. He's not that type of uh, racist. He's not talking about the Whigs. Yeah, I guess it's all very modern. There's a lot of Muso references. What mu- What 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 band do you think would most likely make a reference to the Whigs? I would say British Sea Power, or as a known now, Sea Power. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I can imagine Morrissey doing it. Mm-hmm. In a no. time of weeks, you kissed my sick. You kissed my sick? <laughs> wow. Oh, kiss my sick. Yeah. Um, well, that would be Morrissey uh, this, I think. Some of the kind of... Not North American scum, I think, lyrically, is like, they're probably the funniest one on this album. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just very, song. very dry and... You know, people who think we're from Britain, we're not. We're not. Love that. It's kind of walking <laughs> Would not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, I, well, I thought we said, when he said walking I thought you were trying to say Cockney there. Walkney. Up the old apples and pears. Uh, yeah. The, uh... I'm forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> um, yeah, but I love that. North American Dug Dug. We're North American because it was at a time when uh, it was you know there was uh, America goes through patches of being incredibly uncool. This was pre-Obama. Uh, yeah, Obama, Obama, <laughs> I love Gary, Obama. It's splendid. That's his review of Sound of Silver by XD Sound System. But it was it was that age when it was like embarrassing to be American, and then Obama mm-hmm. came in, and it was like, oh, actually. Uh, it's cool again because daddy's going to make some serious money on drone strikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, so I, was... I do think that they kind of broke up, you know, when Obama properly kicked in and then they got back together when Trump because you don't need the cool New York dance punk band when everything's good. Yeah. Um, and actually, when they broke up, so this is, they, they broke up. Um, I've never and it's kind of been... for this, by the way. Yeah, they they broke up and did the one final show at Madison Square Gardens. Mm-hmm. Done a documentary about it. Shut up and play the hits, and uh, yeah. which is narrated by Chuck Klosterman, my favorite music journalist. So this was my favorite music journalist talking to my favorite band. You know, mm. so crushing. And then five five years later, five years they're later, back. They back together. Embarrassing. And it's it's kind of commonly accepted that they just pretended to do that so that they could sell out Madison Square Gardens because they didn't think they would be able to without that. And they wanted to have a little break, mm-hmm. a little hiatus. But they came back with an album in 2016, yeah. really. So, you know, reasonable to expect that it would be going on a little bit longer than that. Do you know why they got back together? David Bowie dared them before he died. Really? Yeah. He went, I bet you won't put your bum back together. Ah. And James Murphy That's was cool. like, oh, okay. I like um, dying wishes that lead to work is good. Um, Terry Pratchett's dying wish to Neil Gaiman was uh, to make good to, to uh, adapt Good Omens into a TV show. Um, and he did. And it's, it was pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, Check that was because well, he wanted his kids to get the royalties. I think Terry Pratchett's kids will be okay. Yeah, one of the biggest no. selling authors of all time. Yeah, he's great. I think it. Yeah, and that good omens, good book. I'm going to put Terry Pratchett's uh, Guards, Guards, a disc world novel on the playlist this week. A few while. The, the audio book in its in its entirety. <laughs> Seventeen hours. 
Yeah, that's cool. Slipped out in between uh, at midnight by uh, by Shaka Khan and uh, uh, and Loretta Lynn's cool Mina's <laughs> Madison <Darn> PTA. <laughs> Um, New York, I love you, but you bring me down. is a beautiful song about gentrification. Um, but you know and- what? I don't. Right, he okay. He was the, he got there in nineteen eighty nine. You know, slummed it, slummed it. Your dad works for fucking Raytheon, brother. But he slummed it. Mm. You know, he had the wee studio and Dumbo starts his own record company, becomes a big pop star, right? But <sighs> you can't moan about gentrification when you're a fucking middle class man. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it is regardless He's a though. Like gentrifier. It, oh yeah, I agree. But then you know there are you, you move places and you do see them change. It's about them changing. You know what I mean? It's more and, and the people cool as it used to be. We've both read. Uh, you Meet put me in the, the bathroom. Reds up, big shit. Call them big shit. Yeah. <laughs> we we've both read Meet Me in the Bathroom. Yeah. Um, which the is most about New York. moneyed music scene that New mm. York Interpol the Strokes. Uh, LSD Sound System, Franz Ferdinand, uh, all those boys, the Walkman, the most privileged Interpol, the most privileged music scene there's ever been, I think. You said Interpol twice. Yeah, because, yeah. You hear that, Carlos, with your little holster? Probably didn't even buy that gun you put in your holster. Probably put your dad's gun in there, you little prick. <laughs> Paul Banks. It's a good book, Paul though. Banks, what do you think? His dad works. Good oral history. Um, that book it is probably a bit too big. I didn't finish it. Um, the yeah 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 a thousand pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was four years. You've, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up next week, it's Usher with Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's a beautiful song, and it is you know it speaks to that idea of first off just uh, aging again, getting old, and. Places change, you know. Sounds a wee Places bit like Kermit change. the Frog on it. Which he parodied yeah. himself. Done a video um, with Kermit. They did a video where Kermit you're the Frog you're a guy was singing. You, but you're bringing me and, down. And then he pops up at the end as the as the hand. Um, Which is kind of uh, fucked up to pretend that you are talented enough to do the Kermit the Frog puppeteering. Seems like you've really turned a corner when it comes to James Murphy. I love him. Doesn't sound like it. Well... It's impossible to hate someone unless you love them in the first place. Okay. <laughs> you better watch it. Um, I suspect most of our listeners have heard this album, um, but I, I would put it to you that if you haven't, that you should. Um, it's pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, really, I think for... I mean, trying to choose the weakest song on this album is hard. Yeah, tapes. Read all the pamphlets. And yeah, I would go for that, but it's still good hook. It's still great. Yeah, it. it's good. Yeah. Watch the tapes. Sound, sound of silver, talk to me. Makes you want to feel like a teenager. Until you remember the feelings of a real live emotional teenager. Then you think right. you can. Right. See the bit where it goes. Right. Ah, and it's like. It's like. The marimba comes in. Mm-hmm. Fuck me, man. That was my first exposure to that type of dance music. And I didn't understand it the first time I listened to it. And now I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a masterpiece. I'm actually surprised it's not higher up. I think, um, and when I think Rolling he's Stone, damaged his own leg- legacy, I do. Uh, with the fake... Um, 
fake breakup and then the more recent stuff of um i mean this was the list came out before this but you know the absolute money grabbing nonsense of doing the baving ape nft showcase gig the week yeah. after the, it collapsed do you know what i mean yeah, and they, then they played. A, so what? So what's the story with that NFT gig? Was it like you had to have an NFT? Did I call it Bathing Ape? Because that's a clothing brand. I meant Bored Ape. Uh, Bored Ape. So anyone who owned a Bored Ape NFT mm-hmm. could use that as a ticket to come to this like music festival. Is that yeah. right? And LCD it was the that day after festival. crypto crashed as well. Yeah. So one of the many crypto crashes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's a fucking. It's like buying daffodils, in mm. uh, you know nineteen twenties. Holland. I don't know much about the daffodil financial crisis of 1920s Holland, so out, feel free to. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that album though, North, that um, what's it, North American uh, American Dream? It's, it's a good album as well. It doesn't quite reach the heights of this, but then what can? What could? How do you sleep on that record? Is one of their best songs, but overall, I think there's a lot of kind of soft. It just didn't have the the craft and the graft in it the way that he was in love with this album and I think this is happening this one is it's just as good as this I think um, the one after this is just as good I love that record I do love it but I would disagree it's just as good I mean I think I think um, Newark I Love You Bring Me Down and All My Friends and uh, Someone Great really elevate this album to a place of like greatness that it's, it's just top few, 10 few of my top 500 in. put it that way this album yeah did i enjoy an album well did you enjoy an album liam um yeah i mean i had an excuse to listen to one of my favorite albums for a week um so which is sometimes that you know you have albums that you love that you know you love but then you go fuck i've not actually listened to that Mm. for years so uh yeah good excuse to just go back and and rediscover why i loved this album so much and it was very easy to have on on repeat on my headphones because i know it all the way through i love it um it doesn't it doesn't dip um for me and it has some of the some of my favorite songs of all time on it so um yes Mm -hmm. i enjoyed an album did you enjoy an album chris i'll tell you what first night we had to listen to it ran out of cigarettes went to tesco four minutes before it closed they decided it was closed and it was uh i hate that yeah there's like a guy stood outside saying we're closed i'm like but it's a what are you doing 56 yeah, I, I, I've often argued with them and managed to get in. I said, I'm just buying a sandwich. I could have said, I just get fags, man. Yeah. But uh, listen, you listen, should, listen I, I, I believe in the workers' rights to do the worker wants to do whatever. You know, I'm a, I'm a communist, right? But uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> All right, so I had you to go on an hour walk. I stuck this on front to back. It's one of the albums I've listened to more than any other albums my entire life. I was obsessed with it as a teenager. I was obsessed with it in my 20s. I kind of fell out of love with it the last couple of years due to... James Murphy poisoning his own legacy, but ultimately it speaks to me in a level that almost no art or person in my life is capable of. I think it's an instant classic. Uh, near tears. You know, I've cried to some... I remember one of my friends died and I stuck someone great on in the car on the way home. Bummed everybody out. Nice one, Christopher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've cried... Uh, listen Can't you put on something fun, man? We just made a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> put on the BGs. All my friends have uh, cried to that when I've been out, out on tour, missing people's birthdays and stuff. Uh, I'd, yeah, I honestly I... see James Murphy as the Louis C.K. 
of oh. late noughties art. You know, they were both beloved at the time because they were these schlubby middle-aged guys who were obsessed with like craft and obsessed with like hard work. You know, mm. and now they've both poisoned their legacies in different ways and to different extents. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a bit of an unfair comparison on James. It's Murphy a very accurate that, comparison, if, even if it's unfair. <laughs> Um, so I want to I want to uh, we're going to do the playlist which I've already spoken about uh, you know w- what we do but uh, I just think okay look how about we both get five of- picks <laughs> <laughs> one of us is going to have to put all my friends on okay mm-hmm. so I think rather than one of us put it on and the other gets to choose the second song I think we both decide together which two songs from the album go on this week? That's like a democratic decision. What do you th- what do you say to that? You need to leave in twenty minutes. We've not done the intro, so how long is this discussion going to take? I don't need to leave in twenty minutes. We've got time. Okay, we're okay. Okay, okay. I think one song could be "All My Friends." Mm. Uh, and got get, get an obvious too- is already on it. That's the thing. Yeah, so I'm not going to get too picky here because they're all good. Um, so what, what do you think? Uh, it's tough. It is really tough. Um, just as a counterbalance, maybe a kind of happier song. So maybe North American scum. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I Us versus them. I'm happy with that as well. I think see the version of us versus them and the version of getting Oculus on the London sessions where they went to Britain, led to London and done John Peel style, uh, live, but not really live recordings. Mm. The version of Us versus Them where it builds up and then everything breaks out and a guitar riff comes in that isn't on this version. And it's like... Okay. I mean, that's incredible. Here's, here's the deal I'll give you, right? Get Innocuous is already on the list. Mm-hmm. We put on All My Friends, mm-hmm. okay? And so then we get another song inspired by Arcade Fire and that goes on. No, let me finish. Oh, that was a bad guess. So Get Innocuous and All My Friends... Go on, okay? But but the then we've still got one. It. Will you let me finish? Yeah, let me finish. Well then, so we'll put on the Us V Them version that you have just spoke about. Yeah. Which you've just said is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then that's then that's our two picks. And then we still get our separate inspired by the um, podcast picks. So we're putting on All My Friends and that version of Us V Them from the London Tapes. Yes. I'm up for and that. What, Not happy about it, your, but if that's what you want to do, I'm cool with that. And what's your second um, the choice? Do you know, there's so many stuff I could do. I'm a big fan of a lot of tracks by DFA people. you got Holy Ghost, Hercules and the Love Affair, fucking The One McLean are already on the playlist. They have a song called Happy House that is one of my favourite songs of all time. Uh, but... I was listening to a Red Bull Academy hour-long interview with James Murphy today, and he quoted this song. And there's a quality to this album where I'm like, this isn't dance music, really. This isn't indie music. I don't know what this genre is. And he said this song, Atmosphreak by Metro Area, a group I've never heard of, a song I've never heard of. I listened to it today for the first time, and I was like, that's who they're copying for that sound and I was like blown away so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on Atmospheric by Metro Area uh, and you'll listen to it and you go oh that's that's what they're doing with those disco drums okay it's, it's great sick. good choice 
Um, I am a bit split. Yeah, I couldn't because, choose. Um, Transmission by Joy Division is not on either of the two albums that Joy Division have on the list. Um, it wasn't put on an album. Uh-huh. Um, and inspired all my friends and is, you know, one of the best, like, sort of and then when you just said Hercules and Love Affair I'm like oh but I love Blind by Hercules and Love Affair Chip. we could also put on with Anoni Bombs from Baghdad, you know. as a child I knew that the stars would only get brighter Stick it on. and you would get closer yeah look listen you know Transmission you know it you know it you don't need us to hear Transmission I'm going to put on Hercules and Love Affair Blind starring Anoni from Anthony and the Johnsons um, and I'm going to love every second of re-listening to that fucking classic tune. Please check out um, Atmospheric by Metro Area. It is so amazing. Tinyurl.com forward slash enjoy playlist. You can go on tinyurl.com forward slash enjoy playlist to listen to the Spotify playlist or go on the Enjoying Album Twitter, go through our replies and you'll find <laughs> an obscure v- link to the Apple Music one. We should probably put that. I, in. I think that's. In, I don't know how to link to that. I don't know. I'll, I'll sort that. Okay. okay. Um, listen, who did you enjoy? An album? We listening. We did that. No, I didn't say I didn't enjoy an album. Um, he's ruined it for me personally. Even though it's one of the best albums of all time, I didn't enjoy it. Well, no, you you did enjoy, I didn't enjoy it. I'm not it. having that. Even you, though you it's made me cry, and I think it is one of the best records in my top ten. I didn't. You're talking absolute nonsense. I didn't what enjoy it this week. You just we spent an hour and a half just talking about how much we love every single song on this album, how it's a perfect album, uh-huh. and he's going to say you didn't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, didn't enjoy it. Anyway, um, who are we listening to next week? Well, I hope I enjoyed wah, this. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it's Usher. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. It's uh, Usher. What's this? What's this? There's something in the air. Playlist choice next week. Jack Skellington, a.k.a. Danny Elfman, a.k.a. Will McKee, a.k.a. Eddie Tang. Uh, <laughs> Christmas song. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing Usher's Confessions next week for a little bit of R&B. I've never listened to this record before. I don't know any of the other songs other than... Yeah! Uh, I reckon you do. I reckon you do. Well, let's find out. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for listening. Hey, enjoy your week. Uh, have a great time with your life, whatever you're doing. I didn't and, enjoy uh, this album, but I hope you did enjoy listening yes, he, to yes, the he podcast. Did. He, loved, he, loved, he loved the album. He loved, he loved it. Um, and I love you, my dear listener. Listen, I don't want to start a parasocial relationship. I respect you, the listener. Thank you for listening. I'm actually your friend. I am. We are friends. I know you as as well as you know me. And we, if we were if we were to meet, we'd probably be great friends. Hundred um, percent. Let's go for dinner. Just come over to my house one day. Figure it out, and just come over and knock on my door, and we'll just go for a walk, and a chat, maybe a kiss, maybe a kiss, maybe I'll give you a little kiss on the forehead before you go to sleep. Respect to you. I didn't enjoy this. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I've been Chris McCarthy Boyd. It's been Liam Whiffnail. Enjoy it all. Bye.